Welcome to Sports Lounge Live, a weekly talk show covering baseball. I don't believe what I just saw. Basketball. Believe it, Cleveland. The Cavaliers are NBA champions. Football. Got it at the five and into the end zone. Touchdown. Hockey. Green flag waves again at the World Center Racing. Plus the latest sports news, both pro and college. Hear past talk shows on your phone by calling 773-572-3006. Or as a podcast on your iPhone, Victor Stream or computer, or on your smart speaker. Visit legendoldies.com for links to automatically connect via your computer or iPhone. Call the sports aficionados at area code 646-876-9923 and enter the pin 287-723-4600, followed by the pound key twice. And now, your hosts, Chris Devon, Perry Lester, Sean Platts, Robert Herrick, and Bill Sparks. Good afternoon. It is Tuesday, June 14th, and show number 198, is it? Nine. 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 199. Wow, we're getting right up there. Next week Big will be two. number 200. We're going to hit the Mendoza line next week. That's correct. Great. But oh, welcome yeah. into Sports Lounge Live. It is June 14th on a Tuesday afternoon. It is hotter than heck here in the middle part of the country. And uh, we have a lot of stuff to get through, though. So, Chris, let's get that agenda, and away we go. Okay. Well, it's about 80 degrees here. It's not bad. As I said, we're in a different... <laughs> a little I would take 80 something. degrees in a heartbeat. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's been very nice here. And it hasn't really been hot yet, more than maybe a day. I'm sure we'll get some later. But anyway, okay, so the agenda. So this is show with number 199. Happy Flag Day to everybody, June 14th. And happy anniversary to me and Kathy. It's 14 years today and about an hour, oh, 14 years and an hour from now, Rick was one of my best men at the at the wedding with my brother David. So that was that was cool. We had a good time. And uh, we're going to go out to dinner tomorrow. So anyway, for the agenda, we've got the panel. And uh, during my panel, before I start my regular comments, I'll do the Belmont quickly, get that done. We'll do... Uh, uh, and also in the panel uh, for ra- racing, uh, actually Pierre is going to come in. Robert's panel will start, and then Pierre will be cued in like a good, uh, good uh, panelist that he is, because he's almost a co-panelist here. He comes in like David USF. They're sort of like right on the bench. They're they're always coming in with different information, either during the show or beforehand. So Pierre's one of our, our trusty guys. He'll come in. Uh, golf. Uh, Sean's going to do some of that in the panel. So a lot will be done in the panel. So, uh, so stay tuned for them. Then we'll get to our regular stories: NBA, NHL. Then we have baseball, but during the baseball, uh, Sean's going to talk about some permanent conference changes that have finally been uh, set up and when we're when we're going to see them. So that's important for all of college sports, but he'll do it because then he and Perry and maybe Pierre, too, will talk about college uh, World Series that's all coming up. And then the NFL. So for my uh, comments on the Belmont, we had Mo Donegal won it, and Nest was second, and they were both trained by Todd Fletcher. And Nest was a Philly. O'Donagal, by the way, Chris, you'll be happy to know, is an Iowa-owned horse. All right, good for most. His owner is his owner. His owner's name is Jerry Crawford. Yeah, corn-fed, I'm sure. And uh, I don't know if they eat. They always eat oats. Don't don't ask me. Anyway, so uh, Nest Nest was second. She's a Philly, and four Belmonts for Todd Fletcher, and six Triple Crown races all together for him. And Modonical went off at five to two. Skippy Longstocking was third. Rich Strike ended up sixth out of eight horses, and he was the first healthy horse to skip the Preakness after winning the Derby since 1985. And then the fourth straight year with three different winners. 
first time for that since 1926 or 29. And really, it's getting to the point they've really got a, uh, no horse ran all three races. So this is getting to the point where the owners are deciding that these races are too close together. They're just going to have to change them or the Triple Crown. You know, they're going to have one a, a month or something. You know, things are different in sports now. Boxing used to be 15 rounds. It's not anymore. It's 12. Joe Lewis, Joe Lewis used to fight the bum of the month club. I'm not sure he was fighting every month, but he'd certainly have five to eight defenses a year. That doesn't happen. And, and, he, had 20, and he had 25 title defenses. Chris. Right. And I don't know how many years, but probably five or six a year. So sports are changing and, and you know, they're looking at injuries. They're looking at a lot of things. And these horses, these owners make up so much money in um, stud fees. They can't afford an injury, you know, so this is this the is, lowest rated Belmont since 1987. Right, sure, right, because yeah. none of the horses were back, you know, and all that stuff. So anyway, so that's my comment on the on, and, and obviously, if anybody wants to talk about it later, they certainly can. I'm but sure, our, fr- I'm sure our friend Jerry will. I'm sure our friend Jerry will too. Yeah. So, uh, Red Sox came off a great uh, road trip, an eight and two road trip for the West Coast. That is not bad. I know the West Coast teams aren't what they used to be, but still going that far away and winning once again, Robert. We're going to have a whole Red Sox A series between the two Celtics uh, Warriors game. Yeah, and, uh, the, and the Red Sox will do what they did in Oakland. Oh, I hope they do. At least get two. At least two. And just uh, just one statistic before, obviously, we'll talk about the Celtics and, and the Warriors again when we get to the NBA. Uh, the Celtics, I, I think, are three, uh, two and three in games in the finals that I can remember when they were behind three games to two. And, uh, you know, in those games, and they were they were one and one at home. They, they uh, beat the Lakers in 69 and went on to win the balloon game in the seventh game there. But in 85, when we were all confident, hey, we got two, three, two, they're coming back home. They'll take care of the Lakers. Nope, the Lakers beat them and uh, won that championship that I know a lot of Lakers fans still remember very fondly. As fondly as we remember the balloon game. So there you go. So we'll talk about that later, but uh, that's the statistics that the gamblers would give you. Uh, two and three all-time, one and one at home for the games when they're down 3-2. Now our host to be named later, Rick Swan. Hello, I'm here. Um, I'm like a lot of the horses uh, in the Triple Crown. I will not be getting a stuffy, but I am here. Um, yeah. I would bet, Rick, nobody on yeah. this show will be getting those stud feeds. <laughs> no. no. Um, like Chris said, we, we actually we're having some gorgeous weather this month. I'm sorry, guys. I know you're, you're hurting out there, but we. I mean, not only is it 80 here, but it's sunny and real dry humidity. Yeah. We don't get dry dry days a lot in the summer, so it's really nice here. Um, had a Sunday had a. Um, Dance recital for my youngest granddaughter, Tessa. What on um, un- 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 air conditioned hall did you have it in? That's always the oh, problem. Yeah, with some, some, um, I don't even know what it was. Uh, it was like, actually, it was a church at Canton. I don't even, <laughs> and, uh, but, but it wasn't too bad here Sunday. So, you know, I've had yeah. a lot worse. I would rather have, you know, like a little league tournament to go to, but when you have four granddaughters, it is what it is. And yes. I mean, I know they can play softball, you know, girls play softball now, but with my older daughter, yep. the mother, the mother of the girl that had the uh, dance recital this uh, Sunday, she, when she was a little girl, she was very girly, girly, dresses all the time. And, you know, I, I tried that. And she was, when maybe he's like eight years old, I said, just try, you know, softball. Said, try it once, see if you like it. So she did. She tried what she played one game. Afterwards, I asked her, so how'd you like it? And her quote was, I run around, I get dirty. I fall. No, I run around, I get sweaty. I fall down, I get dirty. The ball hits me, it hurts. I hate this. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was the end of her baseball career. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, Enjoyed the Tampa Bay Rangers series. Um, actually, Robert and I, we, we nailed that one, Robert. Six games for Tampa Bay. Um, the um, Celtics, uh, to begin to look to me, uh, with, with 18 turnovers last night, 10 missed free throws, two technicals, they begin to look like the call is getting a little tight to me. Mm-hmm. And one other observation I have, the uh, last Thursday, or one of the few days that we didn't have great weather for a while, we, it was pouring here in the morning. And Bill Belichick called off the last day of practice for the Patriots. 
Now, years ago, that would never happen. No. I mean, somebody could have dropped a nuclear bomb, and he would have said, well, you never know, and, you know, there might be fallout someday, and we need to play a game. We've got to be prepared. <laughs> That's right. So Is this the kinder, gentler Bill Belichick? Would yeah, like it, huh? just getting older. I don't know. Anyway, that's it for me. I'll go to somebody who never takes a day off, Perry. <laughs> oh, boy. One of these days, maybe we'll get a day off, but we'll see. <laughs> but, uh, it is um, in the 3 o'clock hour here. The temperature is 95 degrees. The dew point is 69. If you convert all that out, it gives you a heat index of 103 which is terrible. And uh, so, you know, you don't want to be out doing anything today. We are not out doing anything. We're in the air conditioning. Hopefully we don't have any blackouts and all that good stuff. The Iowa Cubs are running a promotion. Everybody knows, you know, you turn on the news, you hear about high gas prices and all this stuff. And the national average of gas on Sunday was $5.01. So what the Iowa Cubs did, minor league baseball is cool at doing things like this. They sold reserve grandstand seats for 24 hours for $5.01, the price of a gallon of gas. So (laughs) if you wanted to go to the baseball game this Thursday, which you probably, I would imagine some people did, it would be way too hot for me to go, but uh, they did that on Sunday. So that's one thing you love about minor league baseball. They do these promotions and, uh, you know, that's what that's what draws them fans is because they do the promotions mm-hmm. and uh, we love it. We will have a baseball score for you, I hope, because the Cardinals and the Pirates are playing game one of their split doubleheader. I imagine that's a nasty day in St. Louis today. Yeah, it was 95 the last I heard when I was listening to the game. I yeah. checked with Miss A. So, yeah. But, uh, yes, we will get around to that when we do. And, uh, Bill? There must be a new rule. You know, Perry, we talked about how we didn't know the rule about the position players coming in. There must be a rule about right. playing a Tuesday afternoon game for us every week. <laughs> Just do it. There must every be. Week. Well, this one, yep. this is this was not a lockout doubleheader. This was a rainout makeup doubleheader. Yeah. So I, we Day know why this one is. But, yeah. uh, Bill, mm-hmm. everybody else seemed to pick the Warriors in seven. You and I said the Warriors in six. So let's hope next Tuesday that you and I can both come in and and talk about how right we were that they win on Thursday night, and and uh, we get a I prediction. I want to be wrong and right. have the Celtics win in seven. I mean, that's uh, you know, I don't want my, I don't want to be right. You know, I, but, uh, but but our predictions, Bill, are usually not right. So we yeah. we got to take them when we can, right? Because it doesn't happen very often. You know, uh, for number one, I saved you guys because I just got this alert came up on my computer that my computer computer was going to restart. They were going to do some type of update, and it was restarting now, and I had to do some acrobatics to stop it from restarting. So Lucky it wasn't the week that you were away from your computer. We would have been in major trouble. I've been in major, mm-hmm. major, major. Well, well, we would have at least been recorded because... Because I I do that as a backup, so we would have at least had or you whatever had we something. said. We've at least had something. You would have had something, right. but fortunately it wasn't. Yeah. Um, you know, speaking of sports and sports media, and we'll be talking about this on the All Things Radio podcast. But with Emma selling their whole complete lineup of stations here in Indianapolis to Urban One. This really this affects the Colts, the Pacers, because you know, the five hundred mile race, Indiana University basketball, all of this basketball and all of this stuff and you wonder 
you know, are they going to change stations? They're going to move frequencies. So, you know, if you're into sports media like I am, these are uh, different times when, you know, the radio stations get sold. So now, now Bill, yeah, like who I is said, the, what is the name of the play-by-play man for the uh, Indy Indians? Howard Kelman. Yeah, he was actually on XM last week because I think it was last Thursday night. The a catcher threw the ball back to the not to second base or back to the pitcher, and a player for the Indians stole home in the bottom oh. of the ninth inning. So XM found that highlight. So he ma- he made the big time. He made the All you right. know he's been doing games for over fifty years. I mean this guy has been on the radio a long, 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 long time. Howard Kelman and he just he doesn't he's had opportunities I think but just didn't want to leave the Indians. Who knows why? Maybe now he's not so worried about it. But we will have a lot of changes to report to you. You know, later on this summer, they expect it to happen in the third quarter of the year. Now, usually third quarter means the third quarter of next year, but they're saying this year. But so we'll see what happens there. But that's the big story here. And, Robert, I'm sure you've got a lot of other stories to tell us. Uh, yes, Bill, I'm very, I'm very happy about my Golden State Warriors. I do believe that we will have a seventh game, so I think Boston will win on Thursday night. But I'm um, guessing, Robert, it would break your heart if Bill and I were correct? No, it, it would not. I, I, I wouldn't mind being wrong, but um, I, I just get the feeling that, um, of course, this is not like the old Boston Garden, but I get the feeling that the Celtics are going to do everything they can to make sure that the trophy is not presented on their floor. Um uh, and I'm sure uh, if I was the coach of the Celtics, I would be uh, drilling that home to them for the next couple of days because, you know, that, that's pretty embarrassing when a team goes on the other team's home floor and actually walks off with the title. So, uh, real, quick, real quick, Robert, the Cardinals did beat the Pirates in the first game 3-1. to one. Okay, that's, that's good to know. Um, and also, uh, um, everything else is going normal around here, but as far as, oh, and Serena Williams will be playing in Wimbledon. That was officially announced today. She accepted a wild card entry. She hasn't played for a full year since last year's Wimbledon. And keep in mind, Wimbledon is not awarding ranking points this year because they're not allowing any Russian players. And the ATP has already changed their ranking to reflect that, to kind of stick it into Wimbledon's face. Uh, Daniel Medvedev is number one. Uh, 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 another Russian is number two, and uh, Djokovic is all the way down to number three. So they're they're they're, they're sticking this to Wimbledon big time. Uh, and Djokovic already knew that this was going to occur. He even said, "I may win the tournament and I'll get credit for the Grand Slam, but I won't get any points out of it." So it'll be interesting to see if any of the top players will. Uh, boycott this tournament because they're not going to get any uh, ranking points out of the deal. Uh, I know several players are upset about the way Wimbledon is handling things. But to talk about NASCAR, um, Daniel Suarez won the race, but I'm going to have Pierre come in and talk about uh, his amazing story uh, because he knows a lot more about it than I do. So go ahead, Pierre. Uh, Perry, only 103. 
Man, that's a cold snap. We got 108 here. <laughs> but anyway, uh, Daniel Suarez won the uh, Sonoma race in California. And he came from Mexico. He, he sold everything he had, came to the United States, hoping he could get a NASCAR ride. And he got one in the truck series, and he, he won. So they moved him up to the Xfinity series, and he won in that. So then they moved him up to the to the big boys, to the cup, and he went with a team, a good team, and he failed. He could not, you know, he was running eight, nine, tenth every race. Then he went, they let him go. He went with a huge team, Stuart Hart Racing. They thought he would really do it there, but he didn't. He failed there. So they fired. So they had a new uh, racing company coming in called Trackhouse Racing. And they decided to give him a chance, and he's on fire right now. He's been running third, fourth, and fifth, and he finally won his race Sunday. And his co-competitors, they were all excited. They were bumping his car with their cars, and they were passing by him and waving at him. Everybody was so happy that he succeeded. One of my ignorant uh, NASCAR questions, Pierre, what would be the reason, you know, we know a pitcher can go from a bad team to a team that scores runs and they can get better or whatever. What is the characteristic of a team that might cause somebody to really, you know, start to shine after they move? They just get with this team and the entire team gels for some reason, you know. Okay. I mean, I mean, you could go with five other teams, but you just don't have that place where Chemistry. they get all. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. yeah. Okay. All right. Interesting. Mm-hmm. All right. So now, now we'll turn it over to Sean and let him uh, talk about his stuff. And he can get into the temperature sweepstakes. See how he does. <laughs> well, it's only it, – hey, we have a cool friend here. It's only in the 90s. It was 107 on Saturday. And thank God that a week ago Friday they got the new air conditioner put in and everything because our old one was leaking free on and the condenser froze up. And we we're having all kind. Of, remember I was having air conditioner problems during the uh, – during the anniversary show and everything, the guy was looking at it. But, yeah, it was – thank God for that. That's all I got to say. But, you know, other than the weather, first of all, Bill, I will say, uh, judging on when they bought other stations, Urban One, they left WFNZ in Charlotte alone and some of their other stations that they bought, they left them alone. When they bought the Team 980 in D.C., they kept it as all sports, and then they ended up doing a trade, and it went to Odyssey, and it's still sports, but it's kind of it's gone down after Odyssey took it over. But anyway, yeah, college baseball going on, but the drama going on in golf. This is the most golf we've talked, and it's not on-course stuff. It's all, well, some of it, the on-course is related to golf, but, you know, also I just got thinking, you know, Pierre is kind of like our Woj or our Adam Schefter or uh, Jay, what's his name with Fox. And when we, you know, we have the panel, we go to the studio and bring in our expert. Yeah. Jay Glazer. That's our, yeah. Thank you. Yeah. He's, that's what Pierre is for us. He's one of those that we go to. He's our Woj. <laughs> but anyway, but yeah, you had the first golf tournament for LIV. Remember 54. Yeah. Really creative name. And, over in London, and they all started at the same time on different holes. Charles Schwartzel got the $4 million purse and everything. And then, not, from what I heard, it was just really sloppy golf. All the guys, it was like they were just there for a parent's fee, really didn't care. Uh, it was kind of poorly attended. They got their next one at the end of the month. But it gets interesting because the USGA said, if you qualify, you can play in the U.S. Open. Same thing with the British. And same thing, the Masters still has not ruled on it yet. But they, the PGA cannot do anything. And the PGA, as soon as anybody teed off 
on Thursday, they were automatically suspended. And so a lot of attention went to the Canadian Open. And Jay Monahan with the PGA sat down with uh, you know, with Jim uh, Nance during the Canadian Open. They had a nice they had a talk about it. And he said, look, you know, they're independent contractors, but we have these tour and these dates. And yeah, it affects some of these minor tournaments that they want to come and see their players playing like the Memorial and Rory McElroy. <laughs> Rory is always good for a good quote before Sunday. Of course he won the Canadian open before Sunday. His exact comment was you're going to see a better round of golf in these next 18 holes by some of us. And you saw all weekend over there in London. And of course he came out and won. So you got the U S open in Brookline, Massachusetts, going on uh, this weekend. You're going to have the LIV guys and then all the different people from all the different tours around. It's already kind of started. Phil Mickelson had a press conference yesterday. He kind of went on and, uh, you know, just kind of, he was kind of defending. And of course we all know why Phil went, Phil went and cause his IRS stuff and gambling debts. And like Rory even said, he goes, I don't blame the older guys. He goes, but younger guys, he goes, why are they going? Why are they going over there? You still have a shot. I understand it's a money grab, but you know the older guys go do what you got to do, like yeah, Phil or Sergio. But what ought to be interesting, watching the back and forth this week, those of you that were wrestling fans, you remember back in the 90s, we had the Monday Night Wars. You had WWF Monday Night Raw and WCW Monday Nitro, and they were on the same time. And, it was all, and there were people that were fans of either or people that watched both. And this is almost like golf's version of the wrestling Monday Night Wars because you got the loyal people. And there's even people, there are people that are still and legitimately bothered with the whole the Saudi, the crown prince, people that were uh, survivors or family members of 9-11 victims that have been writing, especially Phil, they've been writing him letters going, how can you do this? How can you do this to your country? And, you know, because of, you know, going on with 9-11 and then they, you know, they, the Jamal Brashogi, Brashogi. Yeah. But you know, there are there are fans, you know, you know, putting everything out of it and just taking golf alone. There will be fans. I mean, you have TiVo, you have all, all ways to record. There's going to be fans who will watch both. Uh, well, oh, actually, yeah, you'll have you'll have people that watch probably them. probably a lot of people will. If you love golf, you probably will. Well, well there are people that look in on uh, YouTube and Facebook or on that the Zone app. You know, yeah. those are the only places in the U.S. you can watch it right now. But there were people looking in because of curiosity. Sure. But there's people that are going to, and in a weird way. This is helping the PGA in some ways because with Tiger, with Tiger being out with his injury, you know, and not playing the U.S. Open and, it's, you know, Tiger, not the, you know, people are looking in to see what's going to happen in the normal PGA Tour and what somebody's going to say, or, you know, they're looking in on this. That's why I said the PGA Tour, there are certain things the PGA Tour and there are certain legitimate complaints about the name, image, and likeness. You know, you have to go to them if you want to use your name for something. You have to ask permission for highlights. But, you know, we'll see. I mean, there are people that will it, – it's an interesting soap opera to watch. It's interesting yeah. drama. Well, and, uh, but if they want to – Sean, if they want to contact us, how might they do so? 
Carl. Oh, Robert that's right. That Robert wanted to say something. Go ahead, Robert. Before we go yeah, that. Go ahead, Robert. Tiger, Tiger came out earlier this week and said, look, Phil, uh, he did it for $200 million. That's how much they're paying him. They, he said, the Saudis offered me $1 billion, and I told them no. He said, I'm a PGA guy. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, yep. you know, but anyway, they can. Yeah, lines are drawn. Yeah. Yep. They can contact us, by the way, about this or any other subject. Uh, Sports Lounge at allthingsradio.net. 773-572-7715 or 800-693-0595 option 2 tell them the message is for Sports Lounge Live but we have other stuff going on well, before, we get, before we get to that we said we said yes, earlier we that our friend Jerry was going to want to talk about the Belmont yeah. and I assume and I assume Jerry that that's exactly what because yeah, he can't like talk about, about uh, Indiana University mm-hmm. football yet because it hasn't that, started no, go yet. ahead Jerry mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, well, I was one of the people that picked Rich Strike. Yep. And you know, it was predicted that he would finish last by his. So you didn't. So you didn't win money this time, Jerry. No. No, but I got my fourteen dollars from before. All right. Hey, that. Well, that's that's good, Jerry. There you go. You can go so, to Eaton Park with that, anyway. Yeah. It's. Uh, Oh, and uh, I'm having trouble with Comcast. We'll sing to you later, Chris, uh, uh, for your anniversary. But hope you're having. That's a good okay, one. Jerry. You can, if you have to pass it up, you you can do that. It's all right. <laughs> okay. So Obviously, happy happy anniversary, Chris. Thank you. But uh, we yeah, got happy we, we got a cold spell here. It's only eighty degrees. Yeah. But, oh, oh, oh. Isn't that terrible, Sean? All these people telling us how cool it is and oh. scorched. Yeah. It was a good race. I enjoyed it, even though I lost. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, you know, when you're a horse, and you know, and this this is like if people return to form, you know, and and Rich Strike was not didn't have the caliber of breeding and stuff that some of the others did, and he won that great race in Kentucky, and he kind of reverted to form. But hey, they got the, they're going to get a huge stud fee anyway because of the right. Kentucky right. Derby, so they're they're not hurting. Well, and right. this and this horse Modonigal, he was supposed to be right up there in the Derby, yeah. and he wasn't, so he kind of then returned to form too. That's correct. Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. Good job, Jerry. All right, Jerry. Okay. All right. All right. So to the NBA. So, um, all right. So what do we got here? Well, we got the Warriors leading the Celtics uh, three games to two. And last night's game was ridiculous. I mean, the Celtic, it was a strange, all these games have been strange games. Now, there have been close times in these games. There have been points where one team had surged and the other would surge. I think if you compared the surges, the Celtics have been more dramatic. They've, they've really outplayed the Warriors by a lot at various points. But then for steady play, the Warriors have done a lot more of that and just gradually pulling away at various that's, points. That's, that's because right. the Celtics have just, you know, that fourth, fourth quarter in the first game, the third quarter last night, those are spectacular what they've done. But they can't maintain it, and they've, they've. Rick is right. They had a free, missed a bunch of free throws. They had a bunch of turnovers. They went zero for twelve from three. As, as we've got some statistics on three pointers last night that were amazing. But you know, the, the thing is, the the, the Sean uh, 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 Grandy pointed out the Warriors, and I, I went with Missay and went through. He said the thing that is varying is the war the Celtics offense. It is not the Celtic defense or the Warriors offense. So here are the totals for the Warriors in the, in the five games that we've played. They got um, 108, 107, 100, 107, and 104. That is within eight points all the time. Meanwhile, the Celtics won with 120 points. They uh, Last night, they only had 94. They, they lost that. Um, what was the score on that uh, big, uh, the one they lost by 19 points? 88. Uh, yeah, 107 to 88, I think. So the, yeah, so the Celtics, the Celtic offense, you know, and that's what Ime Adoka said. 
he said the def- and the defense like okay it has its bad moments it started off terrible last night they couldn't th- stop anything they couldn't hit anything they were horrendous they got behind by 16 right away then by the end of the by the middle of the second quarter they were behind by six because they started to play defense the offense still didn't come around defense travels you can play defense you can play defense anywhere and they're a good defensive team as are the Warriors but they've, they've had they would blow layup they were missing free throws they were turning the ball Tatum and Brown were t- uh, uh, turnover machines Tatum set the record for the number of turnovers in a in a playoff season. Uh, beyond LeBron, who always has the ball, and you don't think of him as a turnover guy, but he can be. But, you know, Tatum, you know, we said, uh, I did, going into this game, Tatum is going to bounce back, and he did. He had a pretty good game, no, except for these turnovers. That was the big problem. But he had, you know, 27 points, whatever, and, and Curry won't do what he did. Well, he didn't, but it didn't matter because, you know, you had Wiggins step up, and then Brown, you figure, okay, we could mean count on Brown. You couldn't count on Brown. Brown, you know, so uh, Brown didn't do well last night at all. So th- this is the deal. So it's just uh, crazy. Now, as they said, the, the Celtics are uh, uh, a two and three in games in the finals that I can in my lifetime being behind three games to two and in the, the lifetime of them in the finals same thing. Uh, and they lost so, last so, night, Chris, didn't they? Uh, according to ESPN, anyway, without Curry hitting any three pointers. Correct. That is right. correct. Yeah. Yep. That's right. So it's the and first that, time. That's a rarity. That's a yeah, rarity. That, that, has not, in, that has not happened in many a game. No, yeah. uh, the first time he hadn't hit any threes in the playoffs in 133 games, I think it was. That's correct. And the first time, I think David USF told us in 233 games overall consecutively that when he played that he had hit threes. But the Celtics started out 0 for 12, and they came back with a, a second and third quarter. They were hitting pretty good. Then they stopped again in the fourth quarter, and I think they ran out of gas to get back from the, these big leads. You know, you do run out of gas. So I think that's what they did. Uh, so, you know, I guarantee you, Curry's going to hit some threes here tomorrow but night. I, I yeah. will tell you, uh, Chris, as a Warriors fan, when Steph Curry is that ice cold, the next game he's the, the exact opposite. Red right, hot. right. So, but then you're probably not going to yeah. get as much from Wiggins, and you'll probably get more from Brown and maybe uh, the yeah. turnovers and stuff. I mean, this is a series that even though no game has been closer than 10, and we've had two 10-game, 10 10-point 10 margins in the last two games, yeah. and those are the closest when we had 12 by the Celtics winning, and they lost by 19, and they, they won by 16. So we've had you know no closer than 10 but they have been good games they've been interesting games they've been they've been nba games of this era which is get a 20 point lead see if you can hang on to it the old days you know you get a 20 point lead well it's all over but the shouting not anymore teams come back on each other like crazy the Celtics came back big time of course in the first game then warriors uh, came back in the third game uh you know to make it a, a close game took the one point lead now the Celtics got the five point lead in the towards the end of the third quarter but it wasn't the fourth quarter so they had they lost they ran out of gas in the fourth yeah. quarter and yeah. just the turnovers and Rick has, a, I think, has a theory about uh, tightness and choking and things like that. Yes, yeah. and well, not only that, but it, it's weird over the last couple of games where it, it's become the exact opposite. It, it was coming up before these games. The Celtics were, seemed to be great in the fourth quarter and falling apart in the third quarter. It's completely turned around the last couple of games. Yeah. Um, and another, I don't understand the, the Celtics offense. They well, it's, it's a lot the same in, in, in the NBA everywhere, but they seem to live and die with a three-point shot. Where in, in, in this series, they have a size advantage against Golden State. Yes. They should be taking the ball to the hoop. But sometimes I think these days in the NBA, even if, if you come down, you know, three times in a row, you go to the hoop and you hit the basket every time. But the other team comes down and hits two threes. You're saying we're doing all this work and we're still only even here, you know. So they start popping up the threes. Yeah. You know, uh, I I. I, I I've never understood that this year with the Warriors. The Warriors have been small all year long. And I don't know why teams have not been able to take advantage of that. It just blows my mind. Because, Steph, you know, Maxwell made a good point. I heard him on with uh, Greg Papa the other day, and I heard him on again on another, and he said it on the broadcast. The, the two people who have changed basketball the most 
are Will Chamberlain and Steph Curry. Will right. Chamberlain made the inside game yep. really, you know, yep. and people just went with the inside game after Will Chamberlain. And then when Curry started to hit all those threes, people who didn't even take three. Al Horford, if I think in his first five or six years until Curry came into the league, he hardly took any threes. Now he's a decent three-point shooter. Everybody said, oh, I can do that. You know, Robert Williams, I mean, uh, Grant Williams, pretty big guy. He's out there throwing threes out there. Everybody yeah. take threes now. You yeah. know? I mean, look yeah. at the Celtics. There are other three series leading up to them. They probably had the size disadvantage on all three of their theories, and they yeah. won those. Yep, that's right. I mean, uh, it, it's gonna, it blows me away that this team, who I've rooted for for a number of years, uh, is actually going to win a title, and their, their tallest person on the roster is six foot nine. <laughs> well, the Celtics won one like that in '74 with Dave Cowan. Yeah, you know, so it can be done. But yeah. it's not. It's not. But in this, and Russell well, was only about and the league, nine, actually. And the league, the league has kind of gone back to a smaller league. Remember yeah. the '80s and '90s? It was a big man league. Yeah. Even in the 2000s, it's kind of. I mean, you have a few. If you, you have your James Wiseman, and you have. You know, I mean, when he's healthy, uh, yeah. you know, with New Orleans and stuff. But you have a couple of the Zion. But I mean, it's gone to a, it's got it, it kind of shifts into a smaller league. And I will say the ratings have been up this year on the NBA Finals. Yeah, the ratings have been up. Yeah, well, the and, Warriors are well known. Not, not early on. They, not early you know? on. The ratings. No, not early on. Not a, no game one. Game one they went out, but from like two, two, three, two and three especially. Those games were up, but yeah, game one they were pretty bad ratings. Now, game but one, I think, what's I, I, think hurt. I saw game one was the it was the worst rating in fifteen years. Yeah, wow. game one was the worst rating, but it doubled. The ratings doubled in game two, and then they've I mean they've been steady. So it's like you have you went from like the worst to I mean they're not they're not uh, world beaters, but they are they're kind of bouncing back in this series as the series goes on. The playoffs as a whole. The ratings were up over the last couple but of years. You figure, but, you figure with these two markets, uh, you know, the ratings would, would uh, be through well, the Well, here's a lot of the problem, though. Here's the problem, and you got these long breaks between games. Yes. Yeah. I mean, you got, and I know this is not, they're traveling charter. They're not on horse and buggy or a train going back and forth. They're traveling charter, and you had no game Saturday or Sunday. So you had that big game Friday night. You had to wait all the way to Monday. Now you got to wait till Thursday, and then you go to Friday. When the game started, it was 12 days ago. You're going to have 17 days between game one and game seven. I, and think, I, know the re- they- I think the reason for that, Sean, and I mean, it, it's not necessarily a good one, but the reason for that is – well, we're giving people time to hype it and talk about it, and this is that's why they do it. Oh, I know why they do it. TV and TV wants programming because it's getting right. that time of year, and you know. But I mean, in baseball, they have cross cross country series. You had the one you you had the two games and three of them back to. They had the one day travel times, obviously, no matter where. But I mean, it's just and eventually, and I know the players' association put this in. Because we had it in 19 and we forgot about it the last two years because of the pandemic and everything, but it came back. And, you know, I think in a long run, it's going to hurt because people are like, you know, Sunday night, people are like, I wish we had some basketball. I wish it. Now, granted, it's going to end if it goes to game seven. And I'm right on Father's Day. You know, it's going to end after the U.S. Open. But I think they need to think about the Sundays. I think what they need to do is make it earlier by doing Sunday and I, or or Saturday. You, you, you're right. No matter how they set up the days, you've got to think about the Saturdays and say, you can't skip both days. You're right. No, you got to have it on one of the days. Yeah. Chris Russo will tell you, Chris Russo will tell you, and he has argued this for years and years and years. Quit starting your games after nine o'clock in the East. Yes. Yeah. They've done that since the 80s, the though. Game 2 did so well with the ratings. It was a n- little earlier game. Yeah, they did in the 80s, and they yeah. started at 1130. 
Well, no, I'm talking when they first, after the tape delay, after they went live, they've always had, after they finally started going live with the games, it was it's always been at 9 Eastern. Do we have it? Oh, go ahead, Robert, and then do we have any news and notes? Because we do have a hand, and yeah. it's something we haven't okay. heard from in a while. I, I I honestly believe that they should go back to the two three two format, and that way there's yep. not there's not traveling between, and you can put the games closer together. Go ahead. Uh huh. Okay, go we ahead. got our go on. Then we can do news and notes. Okay, let's go to Gina. Hey, Gina. Hey. Oh, Gina. We haven't heard from hey, you in a while. Hello, if Gina. She, if she wants to unmute the two five three. Yep, that's me. There you go. I'm sorry, go but I gotta give you guys a I gotta give you guys a hard time. You're all okay. a bunch of big babies because in Kent, Washington today, it's fifty nine five nine. Oh, 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 Gina, I would love that. Oh. I would love that. <laughs> well, I know, would I love mean, that. Fifty nine. We had that kind of weather a couple of weeks ago. We couldn't get out of the fifties or sixties for days. You know, it was amazing. I'll take that. Uh, I'll take fifty nine. Now, Gina, do you yeah. want this, actually... do you want this kind of weather though that, that we're having? No, I really don't because you want, but you we want have our, that Rick, big You want Rick's and my kind of weather, don't you, Gina? Like the yeah. eighty or so? No, no, no. You don't no. want that either. What do you want? No, I want what we've got. <laughs> okay, you I would. I will take what you have, Gina. Just yep. send some. I would too. Everybody would like to take her weather. Yes. What's on your <laughs> mind, though, Gina? Well, I just want to say that I'm with those of you that are predicting a game seven between the Warriors and the Celtics. Good. Yep. And I think the Warriors are going to be the championships. I'm rooting for them. Yep. Okay. Well, that's where we, but I hope you're right about at least winning Thursday night. It's it's a lot of fun for a seventh game. That, that's cool. Oh, yeah. I, hope, I hope not. Bill and I yep. need to be right about something. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sorry. Jamal, right. Jamal, Ray, Jamal, go ahead and unmute yourself. Yeah, go ahead, Jamal. Hello. Oh, wait a minute. A couple of things here. Number one about the NBA Finals. I think Golden State finishes finishes them off tomorrow. You mean Thursday? Well, Thursday. Yeah, Thursday. Right? I think they finish them off Thursday. Number one. Number two about this whole golf nonsense. Why is it, why is the PGA so threatened about these guys playing for the Saudis? Then let them, why don't they just be a bunch of men and just let them play for them too? You know, well, you have, okay. Kind of, Here's here's the thing on that. Not that it's right, but to keep your PGA card, you have to make you have to play in 15 tournaments a year, unless you have the lifetime exemption, like a Phil or somebody like that. But I agree. I agree. Let them play and let the league fail or whatever. This league's probably going to fold. It's not that we're not going to be talking about the five years. I agree, but that's their reasoning. Hold on, Jamal. Just a second. What they argue is that. Remember how European soccer started? Now European soccer is very popular and they, they, with money and all the stuff. So that's how this is going to go, they say. Yeah, remember they tried to break away from all the, the Premier League and the French League and all that. They were going to start that big Super League stuff, founded by the Saudis, and that one fell apart as quick as it came, became a story. But go ahead, Jamal. This one is actually cool. Well, it's like anything else, you know, Jamal, you go back to the AFL and the NFL. Why didn't the Breakers get to play in Foxborough? Because the NFL said, uh, Patriots said, hey, we're not going to let you play in Foxborough. You're competition. You know, I mean, I'm not saying I was happy. I mean, we lost the Breakers. But, you know, I get it. You know, I mean, why would you help your competition? I mean, I mean, I mean, the Saudis, the Saudis have more money than God, anyway. But nevertheless, actually, they got uh, more money than Allah. That's yeah, correct. Allah, yeah. well, 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 him too. You know, but, <laughs> but anyway, but, but anyway, uh, about baseball, uh, there's still Tony kind of Russa is still on the hot seat with the fans. Yes, I heard that with fire Tony chance and and, and and yeah, Jamal, tell the story because I. Uh, by the way, Jamal. By the way, about Jamal. Before you tell that story, Liam mm-hmm. Hendricks has just been placed on the injured list with forearm tightness. Oh, oh Jesus Christ! 
<laughs> okay. So, Jamal, tell the story of the the most in, famous intentional walk in a, in a long time. Oh, oh, oh really? That, that was last Thursday, the White Sox in the afternoon game against the Dodgers. Now, I was out that day, and I came back. I heard it. They lost. My reaction was how the bleep day lose. And I heard the story about the White Sox and the infinite wisdom. Trey Turner with two strikes. One and two. And his, one and two count. It was a one-ball, one two-strike count. Yep. Yeah, and, and he decided to intentionally walk the guy, which I don't understand. And it's a good thing I didn't listen to that part because I wanted to go an eight-blank crazy. And then the next guy hits a three-run homer. It's a three-run homer. And then it was downhill from there. And then the White Sox tried to get a couple runs back. But it was just... Right. So there's a prior Tony Chancellor out there. And do you really think that Reinsdorf is willing to eat crow? And, you know, it's one thing if, if uh, Harrelson did it, did it because – and then he got rid of Harrelson and blah, 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 and he can blame it on Harrelson. But what about now? You know, what, what's he going to do? Well, I mean, I mean uh, slow coach Tony and Jerry, who I'm, I've questioned the man's uh, mental competency for a while, and I'm not one of the poor guy – is almost on the verge of senility. He's had a lot of people to con him, you know, whether it's NF Ventura or the NF Clowns that ran his basketball franchise. And now he, and now he decides to hire Tony Russo after the, the guy he had won the division. And, and this is what the fans get. Yeah. Hey, hey Jamal, Jamal, real quick, yes. you're in Chicago. I'm not. So I'm just I'm going to ask you this question because you probably hear sports radio in Chicago. We know about Fire yes, Tony. Is David Ross in any sort of trouble? To my knowledge, David Ross has gotten a pass from the Chicago media. And the reason he's gotten a pass is because the Ricketts family wants to go on the cheap and they want to sign people. So they're giving Mr. Uh, Ross a whole bunch of garbage. I would think somebody's got to be in trouble for that kind of a disaster. And David Ross got screwed. I think David Ross is getting screwed, quite frankly. Yeah, I'm I, saying, yeah, I could be objective at a white side trying to man has gotten this this guy he seems to try harder to manage from what I've observed. But this guy has gotten screwed. The white man needs more if you put David Ross to the White Sox talent, then the White Sox would be probably about three or four games ahead of Minnesota because I can guarantee you David Ross wouldn't have done the stupid nonsense that I- Old man Tony did. I don't know, Jamal, if you heard the interview with Jed Hoyer and Matt Spiegel, who most people would tell you is a fair interview. He asked mm-hmm. what, about what are the Cubs doing to try to win, and Jed Hoyer, he stammered and he sputtered and he sputtered, and he never could answer the question. Well, Jed, well, Jed Hoyer's hands are tied. That's that's why it's better to stand because ownership yeah. wants to be cheap. As okay. long as you got a cheap, it's cheap. Okay. ownership, the end okay. no problem. Okay, we should finish yeah. up the NBA and get we'll okay. be, get back to baseball in a little while here. Okay. Well, wait a minute, Chris. On, on just a little clarification on that Tony Larusso intentional walk. Yeah. The, the way that happened, they they had a runner at first with two out and uh, and an 0-2 count on the batter, and the pitcher threw a wild pitch which moved the runner up to second. So he then had first base open, which he didn't have before. Okay. And I guess so, the metrics said that it was all, he was a lot better off with the batter coming up next. Yeah, I'm so using the he, analytics, guys. Yeah, yeah, that, clear, that, clearly I mean, not, that clearly yeah. didn't work. 
No, I'm not justifying it. I'm just saying that oh, no. you know that's the reason okay. that it happened. But yeah, all right. Yeah. So we had uh, ABC had a note uh, after the first two games of the finals above uh, for people over 34 years in uh, uh, in the first two games. LeBron had 58 points in 19 in 2020. Steph had 63 this year. And then uh, Michael had 69 in 97, and uh, and again, Michael for 70 in 98. So that's pretty good for over 34 years old. Kenny Atkinson will get the job in Charlotte. He's the current assistant with the Warriors right now and finishing that yeah. up. And he was with Brooklyn just before Steve Nash. So he's not been out of the loop that long. And so, uh, you know, got to spend a couple of years with uh, Steve Kerr. And uh, let's see. Actually, one in, year. Uh, Huh? One year. He was one year. Oh, was only, oh okay. All right. Uh, Quinn Snyder, apparently, I read an article in the Globe that said it was Quinn Snyder's total decision to walk away from yeah, that job was. at Utah. It was not Danny Ainge who did it. We, we were under the impression that last is correct. week that Danny No, it, that it was Quinn Snyder. Yeah, yeah. Snyder. So they were talking about, you know, him hiring Doc and him hiring Brad Stevens. So he's done very well at hiring coaches. So we'll see what he comes up with. Uh, and uh, Adam Silver and Tim Roy, who's the warrior play-by-play guy on radio, are in the protocol for COVID. So, so that who is did not play-by-play so, Robert last night? Uh, Robert? Robert? Robert, oh, I don't know he's here, but he's that, that was Bob. That was Bob Fitzgerald, the TV voice, and yeah. you say he does a really okay. good job on radio, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, and I'm imagining, I would think they wouldn't stick the guy in a plane and have him fly over here. He may be back for Sunday. I wouldn't think he'd be around tomorrow, coming all the way across no. the country. Yeah. But that's you know, uh, in you know, whatever. Okay. So that's it for the NBA. Anybody well, other with more NBA? We do have. Uh, we don't have any NBA, but we do have Pierre who wants to say something. Pierre? Okay. Yeah, he's got his nap coming in a minute, you know. Yep, yeah, the up. nap's about to start, yes. Pierre. Try to stay yeah. awake for now. <laughs> oh, yeah, good. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I called it just in time. But uh, yeah. uh, the uh, the humorous story in baseball this week was Joe Madden went and got <laughs> a mohawk cut in his hair in order okay. to, in order to uh, maybe give the team a little pep. Well, the team never saw his mohawk because they fired him before, <laughs> yeah. before he could show it. Maybe they saw him walking in with a mohawk and said, we got to get rid of this That's guy. It. He's losing yeah. it. Yeah. 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 Right. There we go. Now right. we got Pierre's nap. All right, now it's nap time for Pierre. Pierre. We'll wait. We'll yell nice and loud when baseball's ready to go, Pierre. Okay, so here we go for the NHL. And uh, let's see. We had uh, Tampa Bay beat the Rangers four games to two. And I don't remember what I picked in that. I think I took Tampa Bay, too, but I don't even remember my predictions of these things. But anyway, Tampa Bay came back. The Rangers won those first two games in New York. And Tampa Bay won the, including the fifth game in New York, won those last four and uh, came back and beat them. So uh, they are... uh, they beat them two to one on Saturday night. Then the Rangers tied record for eight in a row at home, uh, but then lost that game. And the schedule we have now, it's all on ABC. Sean McDonough doing play by play. And they're all at 8 p.m. Of course, the puck drops about 8.15, but, you know, 8 o'clock. So those, now the reason everybody says, well, why would the bat- hockey start earlier? I think my theory is that the overtime, okay, you know, it's a reasonable chance you can get an overtime. That'll take you to midnight if you do. Yeah. So I think if you start at uh, 8, 8.15, uh, you know, you can get the a regular game over by about 11, and that's great. If not, it could run, run to midnight. At least people will stick for the first overtime maybe. So uh, they start on Wednesday, tomorrow in uh, Colorado. Colorado with home ice advantage. They'll play on Wednesday there and Saturday in Colorado, Saturday the 18th. So they're hoping for a uh, Warriors, Celtics win, Warriors loss, and to get a uh, Stanley Cup game on Saturday night and a Celtics Warriors game on Sunday night. That's what the ABC would like. Then they go to Tampa Bay for, and it's a 2-2-1-1-1 as well. 
for uh, Monday the 20th. Then they're playing every other day. So Monday the 20th in Tampa Bay, Wednesday the 22nd in Tampa Bay, then 24th uh, back in Colorado Friday, then back Tampa Bay for the 26th, and then the seventh game would be in Colorado on the 28th. As we told you, uh, Colorado hasn't been in the final since 2001. And, of course, uh, Tampa Bay has been in uh, first team to be in final three years in a row in the NHL since Edmonton in 83 through 85. Now, that's amazing when you consider that, well, all the times the Celtics were in the finals, but like the Warriors were in five in a row just now, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. The Celtics were in whatever, uh, 10 in a row or whatever, 57 through 66. And, you know, I know it's different size leagues, but somehow there's just more turnover in hockey, hot goalies, whatever, to get back to the finals. Isn't that easy? Uh, Tampa's won 11 series in a row. And in uh, the NHL annals, Montreal has won 10, 56 through 60, 10 in a row, mm-hmm. and 13 and 76 through 79. Uh, the Islanders won 19 in a row from 80 through 84. And I was thinking about it for the Celtics run from 57 till they lost the, the uh, 76ers in 67. They won 18 in a row. So that's probably the longest in basketball, uh, you know, between 57 and 59 and 67 when they lost, you know, 59 through 67 for the Celtics. So that's 18 in a row for basketball. But, you know, winning series is not easy to do as we all know so you can win that many in a row in any sport that's really pretty good so um, any other nhl uh, comments rick you were saying you really enjoyed that series right the i did series? i thought it was yeah i thought it was some great hockey and just um patrick maroon of, of the tampa bay lightning he uh, he was on the lightning the last two years he was on st louis the year before that so he's going for his fourth straight Stanley yeah. cup and, and i think he's played right now like 90 it's either 91 to 92 playoff games in the last four years which i think is an nhl record oh it should be yeah Hope this engine doesn't. Uh, can you guys hear that? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm, I'm gonna. Well, I dropped everything. But it's about time. <laughs> let me close this window and let Sean talk and Perry talk about college baseball. Unless well, we have any we more NHL. Why are we gonna? Are we gonna make our pick for this? Oh, that's oh right. sure. <laughs> Let's make our pick. All right. I will start. I will pick Colorado in six. I'm going Rick? Tampa Bay in six. Um. Avalanche, avalanche, hold, hold, hold on, Robert. Avalanche in six. Bill? Um, avalanche in seven. Okay. Uh, I'm rooting for Colorado, but I think Tampa Bay will win it in six. Well, I guess Colorado in seven. I don't know. Just <laughs> <laughs> Pierre. Yeah. I don't want Pierre to Yeah, what? Well, we'd have to wake him up to find out. But he does want to wake up now for the He's baseball. Well, before, I'll, bet Jerry, I'll bet Jerry wants to pick, too. So, Jerry, go ahead yeah. and, and come on in and tell us what your pick is. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to go with uh, Tampa Bay in seven. Okay. 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 All right. Very good, Jerry. Sean, how about that realignment news? All right. Well, before we get to realignment, there's one other story. This is a minor thing. It goes back to the Saban Jimbo stuff. Ross Bjork, athletic director at Texas A&M, sent Greg Sankey a letter (laughs) and saying that Nick Saban needs to be suspended for his comments. So, okay, got that out of the way (laughs) that he made a few weeks ago about accusing them of cheating. He's saying he needs to be suspended, but... Yeah, we'll see. But, okay, this affects all college sports. On Friday, the Big 12 announced that Houston, Cincinnati, Central Florida, and BYU will all be joining officially in 23. BYU was going to come in in 23, but the others were, because of stuff with the AAC, they were not going to be able to come in until 24. 
but they're going to be able to come in now in 23 because they, they paid the $18 million to the AAC. So you may have a 14-team Big 12, or you may have a 12-team Big 12 in 23, depending on what happens with Texas, Oklahoma, the Big 12, and the SEC. But the ru- which the rumor is- there is, the, the, the rumor there is that, that you will have a 14-team Big 12 in 23, and then they will join the SEC well, in 24. That's the rumor. The other thought is also ESPN may front some of the money, and there's still two years on the CBS deal. CBS would love to have Texas and Oklahoma for a couple of years as part of their contract. They may say, hey, well, you know, we'll give a little extra for these last two years of our deal to help get that. But there's both those rumors. But also, this affects the new members of the AAC. Now, remember, Southern Miss, Marshall, and Old Dominion are leaving Conference USA for the Sun Belt. That, I believe, starts this year. They can go along with James Madison. That does start this year. Yeah, but the other schools in the AAC that are coming in, uh, UTSA, UT San Antonio, North Texas, Rice, Alabama, Birmingham, Florida Atlantic, and Charlotte, they will be joining the AAC in 23. Now, like I said, some of these schools, there's some better schools they could pick, but I know why they're doing it. They're doing it for markets. They want Charlotte. They want Miami. They want Houston. Because UTSA, UAB, good picks, but I think they could have gotten Southern Miss and some of those in there in the AAC. They could have gotten some others. Also, Conference USA, it looks like Jacksonville in 23. uh, Jacksonville State, Sam Houston State, and Stephen F. Austin State are going to move up to Division One into Conference USA, and Liberty and New Mexico State are going to join Conference USA. Basically, Conference USA has become the conference that uh, either you're moving up to start out or nobody else wants you. That's what it's kind of become. But anyway, uh, most, people college... that you he- most people that you hear, Sean, talk about Conference USA, you, you hate to use this term, but Conference DOA. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, and it was – well, what it is, it's very similar to the WAC now because the WAC is all these teams that just become Division One, or like Chicago State has been kicked out of others like Sam Houston's in the WAC temporarily, and now they're going to leave to go to Conference USA. Conference USA is kind of just where 10 years ago, Conference USA was a very powerful yeah, conference. Remember, yeah, a lot of the AAC yeah. a lot of the AAC and some of the ACC were in Conference USA. And but, meanwhile, UMass and UConn sit up here in Division One football and trying to find people to play. <laughs> yep. The, yeah, they don't. They don't want a part of it. UConn likes being in the Big East for other sports. Oh, absolutely. And you got to. UMass doesn't mind the A10 for basketball at all. Well, because you got Conference USA. A lot of those they and all these conferences want you to commit for everything. That's why Wichita State is able to stay in the AAC because the yeah, yeah, because of Navy. Even though they don't have a football, that's why they're able to be there because Navy's in there for football only. But. Uh, now, Conference USA has talked about allowing Army in if they want, but Army has not. Army's kind of like, no, I don't know if we want this or not. But anyway, but how would you like to be? How would world. you like to be Notre Dame though? You know, here's Notre Dame. L- listen oh. to this: they are independent in football. They're in the Big Ten in hockey, right? And they're in the ACC, ACC and everything, everything else. else, right? Yep. <laughs> Yeah, yeah that's living, the weird one. They're living that's off the fat of the land on that and, deal. But but, but you know what? They're, no, they're Notre Dame. That's why they can do that. Well, Notre Dame yeah. is uh, getting to do something else this, this That's week. what I said. Speaking of Notre Dame, we got the College World Series, and it starts – Friday, they moved it up. You know, it, the last few years it's been starting on Saturday, but they moved it back to Friday because physical year ends July first, and you know they want to get it done by then. So Friday, 
course, you got Notre, you got Notre Dame who defeated Tennessee two games to one. They will be taking on Texas who defeated East Carolina two games to one. And that game three after the rain delay finished about an hour and a half ago. I think it, I think it finally, I think it finally finished on Monday well, morning. 1.30 a.m. Eastern time uh, wow. because Craig Way did not get back. In t- he was planning on he would have been back for a show Monday. Him and Jeff Howe would have, and they were not there yesterday. The producer did the show. But, yeah, so Notre Dame and Texas take on each other. And then on the other side of the bracket, uh, Texas A&M, they swept Louisville two games to nothing. They will, uh, they will take on Oklahoma, who came back and beat Virginia Tech two games to one. So the interesting on that side. Texas, Texas A&M, Oklahoma. So either way, if Texas loses or wins, they play one of their rivals. Then on the other side of the bracket, Stanford, of course, they won. They got the series over UConn two games to one, and they will take on Auburn, Auburn the 14th seed. They come in and they'll, they beat Oregon State two games. Oh, wait, no, Stanford doesn't take on Auburn. Stanford takes on Ole Miss. Wait, no, wait, Stan- <laughs> I think yeah, Stanford's playing Arkansas, on- aren't they? Yeah, Stanford played, yeah, I got it wrong. Here I go. Stanford's playing Arkansas, who beat North Carolina. They swept North Carolina. And Auburn, who beat Oregon State, is taking on Ole Miss, who swept Southern Miss. And Southern Miss did not score a run in that game. You can probably tell in that whole series. But and you know, I got to tell you, to be there. no, they were not. But I got to tell you, after that series is over, Scott Berry, the, the Southern Miss coach, I mean, you talk about class. You know, I mean, obviously his team had just played a horrible series, but, you know, a lot of times you'll hear, you know, we this and we this and we this. He he came around, you know, hey, we good luck to them. We wish him nothing but the best because you got to remember the Mississippi schools, all three of them, they have a very good relationship in baseball. Not they don't play in a, in a lot of the other sports all the time, but in baseball, they play every single year. So all three and of them have all, a very good relationship. Yes. They're all baseball powers, too. All three they of them. Are. And, you, yeah, you have four unseeded teams in the World Series, Arkansas, Oklahoma, Notre Dame, and Ole Miss, six teams that went on the road and won. Uh, yep. Stanford is one of the only – Stanford won at home, and Texas A&M won at home. Notre Dame has not been to the World, the College World Series since 2002. So Texas and they, A&M and they hasn't took out been. The, they took out the number one overall seed in Tennessee. Oh yeah, and they they took them out, and that was I mean Tennessee was I mean by far going in the best team overall. And I believe Ole Miss I believe is the only team that did not lose a regional game. That is game. correct. By the way, and, another college baseball story, and then I suppose we ought to get to the MLB standings. But yep, yep. ESP, did you guys hear this? ESPN had to apologize to the University of Tennessee because in in the first weekend their catcher they Tennessee had announced he wasn't going to play and they didn't say why ESPN came out and said it was because he failed a performance enhancing drug test which mm-hmm. apparently turned out to be totally false so ESPN oh. had to apologize yeah. for the University of Tennessee yep. now I would I would tell any or you know us or anybody else if you're going to report a story, boy, make sure you get it right because right, you can really yeah. have egg real, on your face quick, when you don't. Yeah, and real quickly before we get off college baseball, letting you know the games all up until the championship best of three starting Friday, 2 p.m. and 7 p.m. when they're Eastern time when there's uh, 
two games. So like Friday, you have a two and seven for the side of the bracket with Texas and that group. And then the Stanford side plays Saturday, two and seven losers play at 2 PM Eastern on Sunday and Monday winners play at 7 PM Eastern Sunday, Monday, then it goes to the one game. And then when they get to a week from yesterday or yeah, two weeks from yesterday, they will do a best of three, the two best two out of three for the winners out of each a pod out of each out of yeah. each group, and, and that's you, how it will end. So. And you can't. I mean, you, they're all on TV on some ESPN or the other. But you you can't listen with your Westwood One Sports skill on your Lady A. So yes. it's all available to you if you want to. And hear. many teams teams will be streaming their games if you know where yes. their local affiliates yeah. are. Yep. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because I actually got to listen to the UConn game that way. A couple of those, the Sunday and Monday games with UConn, and with uh, Mike mm-hmm. Crispino doing the play-by-play with uh, Adam, somebody who was pretty good. Okay. So we got news and I mean uh, MLB standings first, of course. American League East, the Yankees are forty-four and sixteen. Uh, Toronto, thirty-six and twenty-four. So they're about, let's see, what would that be, about uh, eight, eight, eight games eight, out? Eight, yeah. Eight, Tampa Bay, 35 eight. and 25. The Red Sox, 32 and 29. Again, coming off an 8 and 2 uh, road trip. Not much hitting in that road trip, just uh, good <laughs> pitching, pretty much, you know. Uh, and Baltimore, 26 36. In the Central, Minnesota maintaining at 36 27. Those Guardians, uh, a lot of tradition for those Cleveland Guardians. <laughs> anyway, they're, uh, they're second, three and a half out of 29 27. The White Sox, 28 and 31. Detroit, 24 and 36. Kansas City 20 and 40 in the West. We have Houston at 37 and 24. Texas 29 and 31. So Houston with a big lead there, or seven and a half, I guess. Yep. Um, the Angels are 29 and 33. We'll talk about the Angels in a minute about firing managers and stuff. But the, you know, I mean, we talked about uh, Joe Madden, but we'll get into that a little bit more because that had just broken. We didn't have much information. So the Angels are 29 and 33. Seattle 27 and 34, and the A's are 21 and 41. We're hoping for 21 and 44 here. Uh, and that's, that's what we're going to get. You know, another manager we're starting to hear a little bit of rumblings about if it doesn't start getting better might be the Mariners. Yeah, they had a lot of, you know, I mean, a lot of you guys were going nuts on the Mariners in picking, and I I just didn't see it. And also, also, Sean, I don't know what you're hearing. I've also heard the Rangers manager might be in trouble. I wouldn't do that. Well, it, I mean, it might not. It may not only. It may not only be the Rangers manager. The front office is in trouble down there. John oh, Daniels. Yeah. Uh, over the past, since he took over from Nolan Ryan, it has not been real good. Yeah. And apparently, no, he, not at he all. may. He may about be ready to pay the piper. Yeah. All right. In the National League, the Mets. 40 and 22. Look out for the Braves. They've won how many in a row, uh, Robert? 12? 12. 12. 12 in a row. They're 35 and 27, so they're, uh, what, five and a half out, I think. Damn, boy. Yeah. That is correct, but they lost Ozzie Albies, their second baseman, to a broken oh, yeah. foot. They don't know how long he's going to be out. Oh, that's not good. The Phillies, the rejuvenated Phillies, 31 and 30. After they see their managing firing theoretically worked at 31 and 30. Miami, 27 and 32. Washington, 23 and 40. Actually, Washington's starting to play a little better. In the central, we have the Cardinals now leading at 35 and 27 over Milwaukee, 34 and 28. So by a game, we have Pittsburgh at 24 and 35, uh, but we know they lost. This is all before today's action. Pittsburgh at 24, 35 going into today. The Cubs 23 and 37 because uh, you guys have to watch that third place battle. Those are always exciting mm-hmm. when you're in the second division. And Cincinnati yep. at 22 and 39, who's actually getting into the third place, wow. place battle yeah, a little they're, bit. They're here. actually doing a little better. Yeah. And in the in the West, we have the Dodgers at 37 and. 20 
23, the Padres at 38 and 24. And while the Warriors were doing, uh, getting their win on Friday, the uh, San Francisco Giants swept the Dodgers. That was the other big topic that they had going on Friday on KNBR. They were talking about the Warriors and Celtics, but they were also talking about the Dodgers and, and Giants. And they won all three games. So they're 34 and 26. So they're back in it a little bit, three games out. Arizona 29, 34, Colorado 27 and 34. So I just, you know, sometimes just when I, because I write things up ahead of time. So just because I have these notes here, and it doesn't mean it was the first thing in the week, but Sean Newcomb uh, uh, designated for assignment by the Cubs, and they brought up Eric uh, Eric Stout. Uh, Stout. Boy, that, mean, tra- uh, that Jesse Chavez trade to the Braves sure worked for him, didn't it? <laughs> and they'll need another uh, move to bring back uh, Kyle Hendricks. But you just said something now. Did something else happen to him? No, no, that that's the White Sox. That's the White Sox. Kyle Hendricks is activated, but I have not okay. seen the corresponding roster move yet. Uh, who is the White Sox guy? That uh, that's uh, Liam. Liam that's Liam Hendricks. Liam Hendricks. Okay, but I heard I picked up. They're not, they're not related. To right. I, I heard uh, one one note today uh, that I picked up during the Cardinal game. Yadier Molina set a record today with fourteen thousand eight hundred sixty-five yep. putouts, and he beat uh, passing Pudge Rodriguez. So that's the all-time putouts for a catcher. So Yadier continues to. They're they're looking at the uh, the uh, Adam Wainwright records and the Pujols records and the Yadier records. You know, and they're playing a good. You know, like. The, the Tigers just have Cabrera, and they're talking about all his records, and that's what they're doing. Uh, these guys are contending, and, and they're talking about records. So that's a lot more right. fun, and, and they, they love those three guys. So, you yeah. know, it's, it's a lot of fun for the Cardinal fans. Okay, so Joe Madden got fired last week. We reported that, and Phil Nevin replaced him. And uh, and the GM who, who didn't hire him fired him, the Angels GM. And, and he thought uh, – uh, and uh, Madden came out and apparently was saying – or this was on the Red Sox game. This is what Will Fleming said, that Madden thought the players were – smothered by analytics and it needed to be more balanced you know okay some see the pants on analytics you know i really think it's a hard thing you know analytics isn't perfect see the pants isn't perfect you know take the information and use right. your brain you know and I think this that's better the, that's this problem. better work chris because apparently menagian perry menagian had to convince artie marino to make this move kind of like he did with albert pujols and yeah. if this if this doesn't do anything, I imagine right. he's probably on his last leg too, too because yeah. Artie Moreno is not. I mean, obviously Robert, you know more about the AL West than I would. Artie Moreno does not like to waste money like this. No, right. and uh, uh, and we hate to see a good guy like Perry get fired. You know, so you know that I'm talking about you, Perry. Uh, right. But <laughs> but uh, no, uh, the Angels have been a. Uh, I've got to say they've been a, a very badly run organization for multiple years since Moreno took over. Yeah, they won the they won the they won the championship in 2002, and Mike Socha accomplished a lot while he was manager. But since Socha has left. They have gone through GMs and managers. Uh, like yep. Some of us go through clothes. Right. Yep. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm, and a lot of people in L.A. Some of us don't. I don't go anywhere anymore. It's okay. Well, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and people people in L.A. now uh, who follow the Angels are saying, uh, maybe it's time for another new owner because apparently he's too meddlesome. You know, he, he doesn't give people an opportunity to do their job. Well, Socha so. was there a long time. I mean, that, you know, so it hasn't been totally true of us all. When did he actually take over the team? Um, I think he took it over. Uh, in 2002, I think was his first year. Okay, so you know, but he let Socha, you know, stay there quite a long time, and they contended most of the. They contended for the next six or seven years. They they made in the ALCS against the Yankees in '09, for example. Right. But that's about the last time they did anything. Uh, the la- I think the last time they were in the playoffs, if I'm not mistaken, was 14 when they lost to the Royals. Okay. Uh, you know, Mike Trout. Yeah, that only, that sounds right. Yeah. Mike Trout has only been in one playoff series. 
And right. The, so speaking you know, of Mike and it's Trout, looking like he looking like he won't be in one this year. No, right. Mike Trout, you know, was out a lot when Madden was managing. I don't know, but I know he missed 31 games last year, and you yeah. know, so that's another thing that you need to say about Madden. You know, he, you know, it's like now when they when they fired him, they were 27 and 29. Now they're 29 and 33. So unlike the Phillies, who went crazy, you know, and and you know, and uh, granted they were playing the the Red Sox and the Mets, who are tougher teams than maybe the Phillies had to play. Yeah. Uh, but still, you know, it, it didn't give him a boost of, of any kind. And, and remember, I know, no. yeah, remember when when. Philadelphia fired Joe Girardi. Who were they playing? The Angels. So you know, and this yeah. is when the, this is when the Angels were going through that fourteen game losing. That's right. They, that's they what they're, the that's that, what they're know, the thinking. All these. That's what yeah. the two gyms were saying, Chris. Is is the Phillies now are about to get back to where they're playing like division divisional games. So we're really going to start to see what they have. Yes, and we're going to see about the Braves and the Mets. I mean, this is good. Right. You know, the Braves, the Mets need to get their pitching healthy again. And uh, you know, the, the Braves have been hot, but they just had that injury, and the Phillies have gotten back into the race. And they were supposed to be in the race. I mean, these were the speaking, three teams we talked about. So you speaking know. of it, speaking of injuries, by the way, Steven Strasburg, we know made his debut last Thursday. He pitched four and two thirds. Yeah. See where this is headed. Uh, he is now back on the injured list, and they are checking him out again. So, boy, he I'm glad pitched. they rested him there at the end of that season. Yeah. Remember that? That's, that yeah. really did a lot no of good. Kid. He's pitched and, uh, since their World Series winner. He has pitched eight games, and they have, wow. after this year, they have four more years left on that big deal. Who's, who's pitched more, him or Chris Sale? It's got to be yeah, close. Probably yeah. Chris Sale, <laughs> in all honesty. I don't know. It's pretty close. Yeah, yeah. now, uh, I disagree with the two gyms. The two gyms on Sunday, uh, after both Joes were fired, and both, uh, they both have said both Joes will not get another manager's job. Uh, I disagree with that. I think I do too. Joe, I do I too. Think both, I think both Joes will get managers' jobs. I think you've got teams like Texas that want to look to their fans like they're really doing something and grab one of them. You know, a team like that that has yeah. some money, you know, that has a, a, a fan base that could be excited. You know, they can draw in Dallas if they if they do yeah. some the Metroplex. Yeah. They can mm-hmm. if they do something. Yeah. So, okay, so getting back to the news and notes, Walker Bueller on, on the IL with a ligament strain on his elbow, and it's, he's going to be out six to eight weeks. But right then at, they at got least. Clayton Kershaw back, at least. It could be longer, yeah. They got Clayton Kershaw back, so that's one thing. So that's uh, good for the Dodgers. Jared uh, Walsh. Hit the wall, hit the site for the cycle on uh, Saturday night against the Mets. He's from yep. the Angels, of course. And then um, uh, Philadelphia won nine in a row before they lost on Sunday to Arizona. Uh, right. And Atlanta now twelve in a row, as we said. Uh, Nathan Ivaldi is uh, has a lower back problem, and he went on the IL. And uh, Garrett Whitlock went on the IL with a hip problem. So right now, this is an opportunity for the Red Sox to look at some of these younger pitchers. Now we had a guy come up who was horrible before, Cutter Crawford. He pitched great on uh, Sunday. Five really good innings, and they end up winning that game. So, you know, you've got your three uh, regular starters, Pavetta and um, who's the other two guys? Rich Hill. Uh, who? Hill. Rich Hill. Rich Hill. And, and, uh, and, and uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, they got three of them still there. Oh, but, Walker. Uh, Walker, yes. Walker. Yeah. yeah. See, Walker. and you guys, were, you guys were listening to a – probably a good NBA game last night. I was punishing myself by listening to the putrid cups, but here's, <laughs> here's what training NBA game is over yeah, really for you guys. I'll bet it was, but you know, a, it was kind of interesting through the whole pregame show. They had tornado sirens going off in Wrigley field. Whoa. And uh, yeah. then they start the game. They hit for one out. Then they hit a ball right back to the mound. It goes off. Justin Steele's bare hand. And you thought, Oh no, because the trainers came out. You thought, mm-hmm. uh Oh, but you know what? They got one run in seven innings out of him, and they didn't give it up until the eighth inning with yeah. the bullpen. It's like, yeah. golly, jeez. It's like, 
Tom Ricketts, come on, spend some money and get some players in here. I know they have, they, you know, they keep saying, oh, we have this guy and this guy and this guy, but he's at Myrtle Beach or South Bend. It's yeah, like, yeah. I don't think fans at this point really care if they're at Myrtle Beach or South Bend. We want them here. <laughs> Yeah, well, we're going to see, and of course, Red Sox are in a different position. They're contending, but we're going to see a couple of these, because Sale and, um, uh, what's his name, are not ready, uh, Paxton are not ready to go yet. So we're going to see a couple of these guys from Worcester. We saw one for a doubleheader game against Baltimore that they lost, but he, he was okay, you know, with nothing, gave up four runs in the third inning. But we're going to get to see two or three of these guys, and we'll see what they can do, and that'll be fun. And, and Crawford really surprised me. that He was not good. Right. Jamie, yeah. Rick, any more about J.D. Martinez? He got hit in the finger with the ball on uh, Sunday. Did you hear any more about that? Looked like it might have been his little finger. No, I didn't hear anything. Okay. Uh, By by the way, though, Chris, I read an article in The Athletic. You know, you had mentioned the article in The Globe uh, about the teams that were sellers. I read an article in The Athletic. I kid you not, almost verbatim, the Athletic article said about the same thing that that Globe article did. Oh, I wonder if we need to start a Michael Dukakis slash Joe Biden <laughs> investigation on this. What's going on here? Yeah. Okay. Well, anyway. And I guess the there, first... are, there are like seven more teams, obviously Rockies, Arizona, you know, and a few yeah. others that may become sellers along with those yeah. others that you, that we mentioned. Yeah. yeah. Okay. The first, this is the first season since they're both been in existence that the Yankees and Mets hit the 40 game um, win mark uh, first in their, in both their leagues with the first two major league teams to hit 40 wins is what I'm trying to say. And, that, that sets up exciting uh, World Series possibilities for uh, Fox because uh, nobody wants the Yankee Mets World Series because no, the National don't. Leaguers hate New York and the American Leaguers hate New York and you know all that stuff. So that didn't work out too well in 2000. No, and and uh, we had a sad uh, note in baseball. John Sachs, the son of Steve Sachs, was killed in that uh, Marine crash east of Pendleton, California, Camp Pendleton, and uh, five killed. And uh, that that was really too bad. He was 33 years old. He said basically uh, we read an art. We got a, an article from David USF about that. And he said he was his best friend and uh, he just, you know, loved, always wanted to serve his country. And he was so proud of his son. And he's, he's, he said he didn't know how he was going to recover because he lost his best friend. So what yep. are you going to do? Very sad. Okay, that's it for baseball for me. Anybody got any more baseball? One, uh, the, the aforementioned Chris Sale did throw batting practice last week. Yeah, uh, I heard. First time he said, gets live pitching for a while. And I guess he and hit 96 on the jug gun. So ooh, uh, yeah, that's I, the I've heard guys... Um, uh, by reading articles in the Globe, is they're thinking when he comes back, they may put him in the bullpen to have him. Not a bad idea. Yeah. I don't know. I, you know, it's it's so messed up. What we'd like to do, most people want to get well, Whitlock out of the bullpen uh, in into the starting rotations. What people would like to do, you know. So I I don't I don't really know. Well, have, Whitlock and that's, you know, that's, and, what uh, that's what they're thinking. When yeah. Cell, when Cell's ready to pitch, what I've read is they're thinking about putting Cell in the bullpen and putting Woodlock in the starting rotation. Yeah. Yeah, Woodlock, right. And so then you'd have, and, and of course, you'd, you'd still have um, Tanner Howe, too, and, you know, do it that way. But, okay, NFL. Uh, the Boland family is going to accept. I, I would too. I take four point six five million. <laughs> I would, yeah, I would too. To be, I mean, if uh, somebody wants family, to give me four point six, I take it. So from Rob Walton and his family. So pending the NFL approval, they will be in the league. And the biggest uh, uh, sale ever in sports, as far as I know. And the fifth fifth, fifth most valuable team, the Rams are at $4.8 billion. Uh, Well, Broncos be 4.65, Rams at 4.8 billion, the Giants at 4.85, and that's interesting because they don't own the land where they are, but they're they're still the most valuable uh, in that group. Patriots at five, and Dallas at 6.5 billion. So there you go. 
And because we know, again, the teams that own the uh, land, know, you get I it. I know the Raiders' value went up because they moved Vegas, but uh, I yeah. haven't heard what the new value They're not the top five yet. No, they're not top five yet. They're close. No. They're I like eight or nine. What, you know, one thing with the Giants, it's a lot of marketing, you know, a lot of, like, shirts, and, you know, it throws right. in a lot of that stuff. And they're one right. of the most popular teams in the league. Right. So that it was a big market. So that, that could keep you. Mm-hmm. That probably helped them. But anyway, Houston, Houston has been added to the Deshaun uh, Watson lawsuit. Uh, so now we've got the, you know, and apparently there, they, two, new, and there Sean, were two new ones that, yesterday. There were yep. two new ones yesterday. Two new ones yesterday. So this is basically where the massage uh, people were. The, the Houston was involved in providing the hotel room that, the, that he was in sometimes. Is that why they're a party to this now? No, because Houston, they give their players, you know, they get hotel rooms if they need them for that. And they're saying that if they can prove that, he, that the Texans knew what he was doing, then they have something as far as adding them. But that, and that might is, be a little tech, bit harder to prove than, than yeah, him. Yeah, that's why they have not quite added, but they are looking into adding them is what I'm saying. I read the other day, Sean, that they have added them. They have officially okay. added them. So. Okay, yeah, because I've seen that they're, they can be they can be removed. That's if they can't prove well, it they can always be very removed. easily. Right. But, yeah, that's, that's going to be hard to prove. The thing that so. blows me away about all this is 26 lawsuits now. And apparently, in his time in Houston, he visited sixty had sixty six women work on him for massages in so, seventeen months. Yeah, seventeen months, sixty six women. So there, so there's a possibility there could be sixty six separate lawsuits. Yeah. Now he know. he he came out and said something yesterday or the other day, and he probably should have stayed quiet, just like his attorney, but he goes, everything's consensual, you know, everything, I don't know why these women are after me, and, uh, you know, he, he, him and his attorney need, Russ, him and Rusty need to kind of yeah. Uh, basically shut up. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, and we'll keep you up on that story. I mean, we've kind of beat oh, yeah. that one to death. And, okay. And yeah. Another, another thing I read this morning, uh, because the because the Deshaun Watson thing is taking so long for the NFL to figure out, both the 49ers and Browns may wind up releasing both Baker Mayfield and Garoppolo because nobody wants to do any trades because the Cleveland situation is not solved. Yeah. I don't remember who'd the Browns pick up, who they got. Uh, they got, they got Sean Watson. Watson. Yeah. Watson and uh, the guy from Indy. Jacoby Brissett. Jacoby Jacoby Brissett. Brissett. Oh, our buddy Jacoby Brissett. That's right. You're right, Bill. Okay, so the Rams signed a three-year extension with Cooper Cup for, uh, let's see, I guess $80 million. So that'll keep him there uh, for a while through, I think, 26 now. Uh, this, Yep, he did. And let's see. Uh, and we did have a death in the NFL that I think is worth mentioning. Don Perkins, 84 years old, from Waterloo, Iowa, uh, Perry. Yep. Didn't you know if you know that? <laughs> Went to New Mexico. He was with the Cowboys from 61 through 68. 6,217 yards, 42 rushing touchdowns, three receiving. And he was the fourth uh, Dallas rusher uh, all time, still behind Emmett Smith, uh, Tony Dorsett, and uh, uh, Ezekiel Elliott. And then uh, Pro Bowl 61 through 63 and 66 through 68, Rookie of the Year in 61, Ring of Honor in 1976, uh, and sat out 1960 with a broken foot. So that's why he was not in the, on the Cowboys the first year. He's not in the Pro Hall of Fame. And again, this is the 60s bias. When he retired, he was the fourth leading rusher in the league at that time. 
So, you know, of all of all time when he retired. So, I mean, this is one of those things. Some of the guys in the 60s get passed over. But he uh, he was the second cowboy inducted into the the Ring of Honor. They do like, maybe one a year or something. They did Bob Lilly first, but right. then they yeah. did uh, did him. So, and Don, I just remember him on thank, late Thanksgiving, you know, 6 o'clock Thanksgiving. You know, the Cowboys game started to go about 66 or so. We started to always get a cowboy game. That was when those picked up. And, you know, he was always a big part of those games. So, uh, you know, uh, he, was, he was 84 years old. So we lost Don Perkins this week. Any other NFL notes as we head down the home stretch? Well, okay. Uh, just came down uh, today that looks like Carissa Thompson and Tony Gonzalez, of course, leaving Fox. They're probably that Carissa Thompson is going to be the host on the Amazon Thursday night coverage along with yep. Tony Gonzalez. They're also that looking at uh, Marshawn Lynch is going to be part of the studio crew along with Ryan. He's only going to be there because I told him he had to be. That's why. Right. Be yeah, but, yeah, that's why I still think it's ironic. Him going to be part of the media. But, yeah, Carissa Thompson, she does the – she hosts the early kickoff show, you know, before the, the Jimmy and Howie and Terry show. Her and Tony Gonzalez did that with Wonset and Cowherd. And she does a lot of work for the 11. Big Ten Network, too. Yep. And she, she does the score updates for Fox, but she's going to go and do this for Amazon. So right. I don't know well, who's going to do that. So, yeah. Well, we have, we have just a little bit of time left, and we're going to have a little bit of fun. We, we believe in fun on this show, so we're going to have we a do. little bit of fun. Rick, you're our NFL expert. I have two. One is a bet. And one is a prediction, and I want to see what you think of both of these. I was listening to Arnie Spanier and Chris Plank on Fox the other night, and oh. Arnie Spanier says that the Miami Dolphins and Tua are going to the Super Bowl. I'm not buying now, but it's funny because I, yeah, I was just going to bring <laughs> yeah. up that, that uh, Tariq Hill, after many camps this week, come out and said that Tua is a more – Accurate yep. quarterback than Patrick Mahomes. That's what he said. Okay. Yes. Now, how about how <laughs> about how about that. this one? How about this one, Rick? This is a somebody bet five hundred thousand dollars on the Jets to the Super Bowl. Are you buying that I one? Wow! I think they're going to lose. <laughs> yeah, man. No, I'm that. no. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Some people just. Have well, Bill, do you have do you have anything? I got my fun topics in. So, do you have anything, Bill? Before we. No, I don't have anything. But I'm still laughing about that one. I think I'll take that person. <laughs> Sean, yeah, yeah. Sean yeah. you better wrap it up. I, would, I wouldn't bet any money for the Jets to win the division. They're, they're, they're number I know. three. Oh, this was this was the Super. This was the Super Bowl. Yeah. And they, now they took the over under. They took the over under yeah. though, and how long no. it would take him to back off of his Tua prediction. Their over under was two games. Yeah, <laughs> sounds about. Go ahead, I just well, to, um, oh, go ahead, Rick. I wanted to bring up that. Um, I, mean, I forgot when we were talking about baseball. I guess um, John Sterling's going to not make some road trips now for the rest of the year. I mean, just uh, some of them. Justin um, Shackle will do some of those. Yep. Yeah. And, Rick, and Ricky Ricardo is going to do I, something. I like Ricky Ricardo. Yeah, I, I do too. I yeah. But I think yeah. that's about, if you've heard some of the things, some of the calls John Sterling has made this year, it's been, yeah. ooh, I mean, like there was a game in the middle of May, so it was a month and a half into the season where there was nothing new here. And they played the tape where the umpires come out and they, you know, they're saying that the, the, call, the call on the field stands, uh, Baltimore will be charged, uh, whatever it is or something. Yeah. And when he got done talking, John Sterling said, who was that? <laughs> and, and Susan had to say the umpire. Oh, okay. oh well, we know you know, we know who Sean is. It's time to go to him. Yeah. 
All right. Well, I also real quickly forgot to mention Oklahoma won the college softball World Series yeah, two games to none over Texas. Right. So I forgot to mention that. But anyway, if you if you ever lose your internet connection or we go down or whatever, you want to listen to the podcast, download it, legendoldies.com, Sports Lounge Live in your podcatcher, or uh, to go to, to your smart speaker to play Sports Lounge Live from Apple Podcast, or go to 773 572 3006 option number nine that way you can find out who is right whether it be bill and perry on thursday or the rest of us on sunday and come on back next tuesday we will know that somebody will be right and somebody will not and you'll have